Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we review the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? This week, we're checking out the new crime comedy drama, Take Two. So stay tuned to the end to find out whether we found our new castle. I hope so, for your sake. Me too, Beach. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too. Now that we've introduced ourselves, <laughs> let's watch. Are you ready to hit play? Yeah, count us down. Three, two, one. Okay, listeners, we just finished watching the pilot episode of Take Two, and this first episode is aptly named Take Two. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's the title. I don't know why. (laughs) You were really excited about it. Yeah, I think Take Two is a really cute name, because it's like, take two of them, it's take two, like a show, like it takes, it's a second take. And it's take, their second chance. It's her second chance. It's take two of her life. I love it. So why don't you give everyone kind of a breakdown of the premise? So the premise of the show is that Rachel Bilson and Ed Cibrian star. And uh, Rachel Bilson plays Sam Swift, I believe is her last name. And uh-huh. she is an actress who used to do a crime show where she kind of, it seemed like she played a similar character to Detective Kate Beckett with like, heels and designer clothes and solving crimes but her acting career comes to a screeching halt when she has uh, a britney spears style mental breakdown in front of people that included some substance abuse and i think like hashtag no underwear hashtag no dignity i think is what it was called or something like that basically she exits rehab and no one wants to work with her she has an opportunity to do this new film that's a crime film and her friend and manager ex-boyfriend is a PI and she convinces the PI to Eddie Cibrian um, to let her work with him um, to shadow him to see how like it is to be a PI but long story short they solve this elaborate crime together in the pilot episode (laughs) very elaborate they bring down this huge crime boss who turns out to be a judge spoiler alert and then they end up working together, although the movie, like the original funding for the movie pulled out because she's too much of a risk. And so now I think the show, we just have seen the pilot. I don't think there's been many episodes. So I think the show is going to be the two of them navigating, fighting crime together. Eddie uh, is the character's name as well. Eddie and, and Sam. Exactly. So Sam has now found her new purpose. She can be a hero. She can be more than an actress who's helping characters in a show, but she can help real people, which I think is a cool concept. So another fun fact about the show is that it's created by the former creator and executive producers of Castle, one of your favorite shows, and another Mm -hmm. kind of crime, comedy, drama, television show. And we also noticed that this show pulled in a lot of elements that you see in shows like Monk, Castle, CSI. They really hit all of these kind of crime drama shows. They were literally, they, in, in, in what I would argue, and you said this too when we were talking about this, when we watched it together, they pulled it all together in an enjoyable way. I don't go to procedural shows for unpredictable drama. Like, you know about halfway through an, a Law & Order episode or SVU or Castle or whomever or whatever show, like, who did it. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
They truly pulled in like one-liners from CSI. The opening of the episode where Eddie solves this crime about this guy trying to commit insurance fraud was like a plot of an episode in Monk where Mm -hmm. a guy pretended, I think his like tires were stolen or something. Same thing. Mm -hmm. So they're pulling in like all of these elements of shows we're super familiar with. You and I were like literally quoting things before they even said them because it was so predictable. But it was predictable in a way for me that was enjoyable. I saw an op-ed a little while ago. By a little while ago, I mean a year and a half ago. That was like <laughs> that was like Quantico is my new castle. But mm-hmm. I think Quantico in season two became like really complicated and yeah. no longer a classic. Like very confused. Yes, very confused, very complicated, and was no longer this, like, classic procedural, which is fine if that's what they're going for, but it no Mm -hmm. longer, for me, filled that gap of being my new castle, Mm -hmm. and I think this show is going to be my new castle. Especially based on who's making the show. Yeah, so when I sent this preview to you, because, I mean, dear listeners, I requested that we review this show, (laughs) I was like, oh, snap, Beach, I found my new castle, But you said it's literally the same producer, so this is my new castle. Yeah, and I think even though, as you mentioned, there are some predictable elements to the point where you quoted Rachel Bilson before she even said her line because it was that predictable, it's still fun. And I think they mix things up in interesting ways. You pointed out that Eddie is a private eye instead of um, a cop. So that changes up that convention where they're not actually working for the police department, but they have their interactions every now and then. And I think Rachel Bilson's character, Sam, is bringing a pretty unique twist on the not kind of fish out of water character who's new to the whole detective scene. It actually reminds me of Elementary. Did you watch that? Do you watch that with Lucy Liu on CBS? No, but I hear it's good. So she plays Watson, and she was not a detective, but she basically becomes one because it turns out she's good at being a detective. Very similar to Sam. Yeah, because Sam played a cop for so long, she has a lot of good lines on the show. Like the one where he breaks into that apartment because he's a PI, so he's outside of rules too. So he like breaks into that apartment and then she's like, oh, we used to always have to wait for a warrant. And he's like, bro, you were an actor. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Even though she was voted best cop by People Magazine or whatever. And she also noticed, like, the that the first guy, oh, that was so creepy. That first guy that was spying on his tenant with the nanny cam, she saw that he was lying because as an yeah. actor, she's used to looking for subtle physical shifts. So it's really cool. Just like Castle, she brings, like, uh, I think she's actually more skilled than Castle, but she brings a creative background that, like, makes for more interesting problem solving than the typical cop show. Exactly. And you mentioned as well that creativity is also matched with cleverness and that mm-hmm. she picked up on the ex, not the dead fiance. She picked up on the tattoo. Yes. His birthday would be the passcode to the phone. That mm-hmm. they're actually ex or they're, they're lovers that are trying to get rid of the evil bad guy. And then it was actually a bigger story that might not be someone's first guess but to her it was obvious and i mean it, I, I, overall the show was also enjoyable like while it was predictable um mm-hmm. I, I mean i i did literally scream at one mo- moment like it i scared I, you i did i, <laughs> I, I was <laughs> that girl i was not expecting i was not expecting that gunshot so that surprised me 
Uh, so it's, uh, it's fun. Although one thing that I think now as like, there are so many conversations about like people's vigilantism or policing or whatever, it, mm. it is kind of weird to watch cop shows now um, with the same perspective of like enjoying them because sometimes mm-hmm. he really does operate i think a little too far outside the law like there was yeah. that guy that he interrogated under the pier and that guy was like not a murderer at least as far as he knows like he didn't know this guy he just thought he might be connected to the crime and mm-hmm. he held a gun to his face the whole time while he was asking him questions and I yeah. think the dude was, like, he, at least he looked very young. So he was comfortable holding a gun in front of, like, someone in their early 20s or whatever face it, just to ask them, like, where's the last time you saw the girl and what was she up to? Like, that just was... It was aggressive. It was aggressive and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I hope the show doesn't have too much of that because I think... I, I've seen some, like, think pieces floating um, about, like, people having trouble sometimes watching crime shows now. Because of scenes like that. Yeah, I hope they don't go too far with the idea that, oh, since we're not the cops, we can do so-and-so and such-and-such. Such. Yeah. And I don't think they'll go too far. I think Sam and Eddie will actually kind of balance each other out, um, and that should help. And she'll keep, like, kick-flipping guns. I Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so now we know not only did she learn how to be a detective from her show. She did her own stunts. Apparently, and she knows how to, with the tip of a stiletto, flip a gun that was placed on the ground. Basically, you know how like there's that scene in every movie where a robber is like, put down your gun. And so she puts down her gun, but she knows how to flip it with her stiletto and then so kick it at the person to distract them and, and kick it hard <laughs> enough that it knocks them to the ground. And then after she, so she did it in the opening on her show and then did it in real life, yeah. quote unquote, in the episode. Yes. But then she was surprised and impressed with herself that, that she was she able did to do it. It, it yeah. is cute. I, I was actually surprised by the reveal. Eddie convinces her to do it because he says a line from her show that make, that mm. triggers her memory to do the kickflip. And I do like the reveal that he ended, he, ultimately was a fan of her show but was trying to play it cool beckett did the same thing on castle where she tried to play it cool but it turned out she was like a really big fan of all of his books oh wow they bringing back that as well Mm -hmm. i like that a lot so let's move on to love triangles it looks like there are two potential love triangles one with sam eddie and sam's agent monica and then one with sam eddie and Eddie's on and off again friend, Detective, detective. Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for the I think for Sam's agent who initially connected her with Eddie because Eddie is the agent's ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. I think I don't think there's a love triangle in the sense that the person will be jealous. Like I don't think she likes Eddie. She even said, like, try not to sleep with this one too. So I think she's mm-hmm. more over him, but I think she'll be if he and Sam get together. I bet there's going to be some conflict there of her just being like either disappointed in Sam or discouraging Mm -hmm. Sam. But I think the true love triangle kind of like how it was on Rosewood will be between all these crime shows. Um, (laughs) I think the true love triangle is going to be between him, the detective and Sam. Okay. I can see. And I bet they're going to do some bouncing around. If this show Um. lasts, yeah, you know, they're not, I 
I think if they are taking the castle route and they want this to last, they're not going to rush the Sam-Eddie relationship. No. They're going to tease us. Maybe we'll get a kiss Mm -hmm. throughout this season. Yes. And they'll save like a full-blown relationship for another season. We'll get like one kiss in the heat of the moment that they're going to call an accident the next day. Yep. They're not going to talk about it for a Mm -hmm. day or two. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be like, oh, maybe I do have feelings for him. Oh, maybe I do like her. Yeah. But I love those like long con romances. I'm a sucker for that. I actually, I think, I don't know. I can't tell if it's an unpopular or popular opinion because I think sometimes people think, this is a separate rant. Sometimes I think people (laughs) think so highly of their opinions that they call them unpopular opinions as though there's some sort of like iconoclast when in Uh reality, like your opinion is just middle of the road. Like some people (laughs) agree, some people don't. It's not this groundbreaking thought. But in any case, so let me not say unpopular opinion, but I liked that it was like Mindy Kaling said she's a really big fan of that. And I liked, for example, that on her show, Dr. Lahiri ended up with Dr. Castellano in the end Mm -hmm. because I like the long haul of Mindy and and I think his name was Danny, like ending up together after like dating other people, even almost marrying other people and blah, blah, blah. She did marry. I think they both married other people. Yeah. He was in, he got his annulled, I think. Um, so and he was like, it doesn't count or whatever. Divorced. She got twice? divorced. Yeah. Once, I think. Dang. Yeah. No, there's the preacher dude. Wait, did they get married? No, they were engaged. Dang. She was busy. Yeah, she was doing her thing. So I, I kind of liked that on Mindy Project that like they bounced around, but ultimately like she's a romantic at heart and we knew it was going to be her and him in the end. And I hope that this show kind of teases that out too. Cause I do. I don't think there's enough like rom-com style content anywhere. And so Mm. I would love that. Okay. So we'll see if Sam and Eddie slowly fall in love. Yes, but not as slow as The Office. That was a snail's pace. I mean, I feel like we've already got some hints already. So they're not going to go too slowly. They're not going to Jim and Pam us. So what I just realized is there's another character, another main character we have not talked about yet. That is... The tech guy slash assistant at at the detective Uh, agency. Okay, I'm going to say this once because I know one of our listeners was like, is she a social justice warrior? And we don't have to parse out that term today. But I do think that it's sad that we're still relegating roles to Asian characters that are like nerdy guy who can maybe be cool because he wears a beanie, but still is like the tech person. I don't think it's cute that, like, the roles that are relegated for Asian characters are always, like, doctor or tech person or person in the lab who doesn't get involved in the action. That just happened Mm. on Quantico where Priyanka Chopra is the lead, but, like, one of the, the other main Asian character, like, was a lab guy. And, like, as soon as they put him in the field, he was over it and he quit um, the team. And so, I don't know, it's like, but he's still like the tech person. So I hope he gets like a greater depth of character. I hope he gets to go out in the field and like be a cool guy and like a badass, just like the other two main characters. It doesn't totally make Mm -hmm. up for the fact that he has to be like the tech person on the team, the Asian tech person, but at least like give him that. Because I feel like right now the long hair and the beanie combination are essentially, what is it, like the purple streak in the hair for Asian women of like, I'm cool, but I'm still like exactly stereotypically what 
people want me to be or whatever or picture me as. Yeah, he kind of reminds me. I don't know if you remember when we watched The Flash. Uh, there's a character, Cisco Ramon, who is a Puerto Rican. He's like long hair, smart scientist. In the early seasons, he plays a sidekick role to the main character. Um, and he's like the tech know-it-all. And he reminds me of that. Mm, yeah, I hope we see some people of color on this show. Because they introduce people of color really seamlessly on Castle. And I think one show that is like really proving that you can have a super diverse cast and have it not be about their diversity or not like be self-congratulatory. I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a really fantastic example of like a super, super, super diverse cast that, Mm -hmm. and you just like don't think, at least I don't think about it when I'm watching. So we'll have to see. I unfortunately think he might have to wait until season two before they step up his role unless they have some story arc planned for him i bet but i but i feel like well actually let's get into this i feel like this show can make it to a season two even though it's only aired one episode as of this recording how are the ratings did you look that up uh i think they're mixed actually what about Um, viewers it started off with 3.4 million so that's a solid that's a very solid start it's also ABC, yeah. so I feel like the premiere of new ABC shows will start off well. So we'll have to wait for the next sec, the next or the third episode to really see if people are sticking with it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People might drop off. I'm ready to rate it. I'm curious about your rating first. Okay, I'll start. So guys, we have our own rating system, if you're not familiar with it, where we kind of just answer the question, should I watch this? By telling you under what circumstances you would watch the show. So we have would watch seriously, would watch casually, would watch with wine, would watch while doing laundry, and would not watch. So my rating is would watch casually for now. Okay. I think I will watch because so what I didn't I don't know if I told you this. I had actually kind of like bookmarked the show as something I wanted to see anyway before you suggested it. Really? So I was already going to watch the pilot episode at some point. So I will probably give this three episodes. Uh, I might not watch it, you know, the week it comes out, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to give it at least the first three to casually watch. And then I'll decide if it will change to would watch seriously or if this will become a would-not-watch show. I feel similarly. It's hard for me to divorce Eddie Cibrian from Lifetime movies. So <laughs> I was telling you that the show kind of felt like a Lifetime movie. Though the Lifetime movie that is his life apparently is coming to a peaceful conclusion, given Brandy just posted that photo with Leanne Rimes um, in April. So I guess, like, all is well in the Cibrian home. Brandy being his ex-wife, whom he left for Leanne Rimes. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would watch casually... Or maybe even seriously, like on Hulu, just at my own pace, mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel too much like a Lifetime show. Because I need to, I need for it to really feel like Castle. But it, it seems like they're getting there. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I think it's a fun show. And I would recommend I'm, it. Yeah. I'm surprised how fun it was. I, I, there were a couple moments where I really laughed. Yeah. We had legit laughter. Mm-hmm. You had legit fear in moments. <laughs> okay. That was... <laughs> I was just startled. <laughs> I was just startled, okay? <laughs> okay? But you do bring up a good point. And we said this with Life Sentence as well. Mm-hmm. At the end of the pilot, it kind of felt like a TV movie. Yes. And you really have to ask yourself, 
do I care about what happens next for these characters or did I get enough closure in this one mini movie? Or even am I willing to just watch this over and over again? Like, watch... Yeah, will it be similar? Yeah. yeah, and do I like it enough to keep watching it? And mm-hmm. I think I think for now I do. I would definitely catch it again. Yeah, I'm sure they're on Hulu or something. I would definitely watch it again. Same. So I think we're both in the same boat. We're going to give it, casually give it a chance. Oh my gosh, I love when we agree. Doesn't happen all the time. That's the power of Rachel Bilson and Eddie Cibrian. I am a Rachel Bilson fan. Yeah, I want to say I'm a fan, but I've never seen the OC or any of those shows. But I've been told I should. Heart of Dixie. Yeah, I've been told I should watch Heart of Dixie. and Just like the first few seasons, then it gets a little out there. Fair. So now it's time for a listener feedback. We have a new review on iTunes. Stop! So like the last time, I will read it and then you can give a quick response. Okay. So this is from Blue Dancer. Blue Dancer? I love that name. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. Okay. You should be listening to this podcast. Love this. The hosts are great together. Primarily because they offer unbiased yet incredibly entertaining reviews. Can't wait for the next episode. Ooh, I love this one because we are very unbiased, but I want all (laughs) studios to know that we are very open to becoming biased for the right amount. And for by the right amount, I mean any amount of money. Sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor us. Please. Thanks. So you can also find us on the internet at different places. You can always email us at askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us at our website at thepilotpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thepilotpod. You can like us on Facebook at thepilotpodcast. Especially on Twitter, we're trying to be better about live tweeting shows. BJ has been live tweeting. Sure. Have you been live tweeting (laughs) whatever you're supposed to start live tweeting? finish talking (laughs) no did you live tweet what is it i'm gonna go back i'm gonna live tweet tomorrow young and hungry okay you need to live tweet emily osmond's show and i am supposed to start live tweeting younger which i'll do next week but i live tweeted it last week and shout out to the twitter user who corrected me calling a character by the wrong name i'm sorry but younger is juicy it's a fun show it's fun to watch, even though I don't know anything about the show. And it's fun to live tweet. There you go. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. We're now on Spotify, so you can listen to us there. That's so official. And always give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, and we'll read it on our next episode. <laughs> always give us a five-star rating. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>